Welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast, which is presented by Goodyear. Drive always discovers possibilities. Goodyear, more driven. Um, we're talking about the NBA. We're talking about the bubble. It is just before midnight on Thursday night on the East Coast. Um, we stayed up to watch... Uh, this is a statement I never thought I would say. We stayed up to watch Portland play Brooklyn in a game to, in the bubble to decide the, the last play-in spot. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, joining me from uh, from Boston um, is Jackie McMullen. Jackie, we're up late, just like it's the playoffs have already started. I know. At least we don't have to write a story on deadline. That's the good I news. Know, that, that's happened too many times. Uh, and joining us from Dallas is uh, – Timothy Band McMahon. Um, so uh, just just a few minutes ago for us, um, I don't know how many of you are listening. We're able to stay up for it, but um, Karis Levert had a shot with uh, you know three seconds left. He had a step back about twenty footer. He goes in. Um, the, the the Blazers are flying home tomorrow, uh, and then the, the Suns uh, Cinderella story make it into the play in. Um, but it missed, it hit the side of the rim. And so the Blazers advance to the play and the Suns are out. And so let me ask you this, Jackie, as that ball is in the air, what do you think it was like in the Suns team room as they were watching it? And what do you think it was like in the Lakers group that was no doubt watching it? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, I'm not as much in the camp as everyone else that the Blazers are going to run rough shot over the Lakers. Um, oh, I, I don't, don't think it's going to run rough shot. I just think it's a it's a much harder series if it's there. It is, I guess. But I I thought it. I mean, this game was Dame wasn't going to let them lose. It was really that simple mm-hmm. to me. Lillard just wasn't going to allow it. And I I will say this: I give Jacques Vaughn a ton of credit, and I'm so glad he did it for the integrity of the game, because he took Karis Levert out of the game for normal rest. And who would have blamed him? if he didn't play him again the rest of the game, because these guys aren't playing for anything, the Nets. And to his credit, he put his young star back in the game and let him and gave him a chance, gave his team a chance to win it. And that's what should have happened. And to be honest, it didn't happen throughout the league during this play-in business over the last few days. And, and I get why. Teams have to take care of their own. I understand that. They have to rest their guys. And, of course, in the case of the Bucks today, Giannis was suspended. So I don't think Bud would have played him anyway, but the, the, the decision was taken out of his hands. What I liked about this game was the Nets honestly, truly tried to win it. And Karis LeVert was fantastic in this game. Yeah, 37. Really fantastic. But at the end of the game, the veterans, Lillard, McCollum, those guys, they pull this out, this win, and deserve to go. Phoenix, what an amazing story. To go undefeated, I, I feel for them. Monty Williams did such a fabulous job, not just in the bubble, because what mattered was in the time leading up to the bubble to get your team prepared and get your team ready. And I actually talked to Monty a couple of different times during um, the the hiatus for various stories, and then just because I was checking in with him to see, and he had a really good plan to, to manage to get to keep these young this young team engaged, to keep them interested to keep them motivated and focused on things they had to do. So, you know, hats off to Monty Williams and the job that the Phoenix Suns did. But I'm excited that Portland's going. Uh, I want Dame Lillard in the playoffs. No, I 100% agree with that. And Dame right now, 
especially with, with Steph out, Dame might be the best combination of baller and showman in the league. Mm. And I mean, his ability to rise to the occasion, like after, admittedly, he choked against the Clippers. And he's the only dude in the league, and there's happened to be two perfect guys to be able to say it to. He's the only dude in the league who can be like, dude, I hit a shot to send your butt home in a playoff series, and I hit a 37-footer to send your butt home in a playoff series. So <laughs> shut up. And then come back 51, 61, 42. When Dame pulled up like just casually from the NBA logo, which is not as big as I'll point out, it's not as big as most team logos. That was a 40-something foot shot. Yeah. Just pulled up casually. When he hit that, it was like the Blazers, they are not losing right. this game. I'll say this though. For the Suns, I honestly, and obviously they would never agree with this, I think this might be best for them. They get to end this season on a, I mean, just a sky-high note, undefeated, you know, just crazy run through the bubble. They'd have gotten wiped out in the first round by the Lakers. Now they can go in just, I mean, crazy momentum going into the next year feel like they've got their core in place. Monty Williams has his culture in place. So I think this is, although they wouldn't admit it, a good scenario for the Suns. And obviously we all want to see Dame Lillard and this crazy run continue. And then, you know, it's it's interesting. The, uh, the Grizzlies, they're just kind of, uh, you know, kind of hanging around. Yeah, so let me say something about Phoenix. Um, they did, you know, 8-0. It's amazing. Um, they did benefit a little bit. Um, they got some breaks with some of the guys who they were playing. Um, yeah, they did. I think I think that should be acknowledged. I also want to say this: um, they had four or five guys who had COVID. I don't know uh, how many of those guys actually raised their hands and said it, but I'm fairly certain they had four or five guys who had it. And um, Kelly Oubre was unable to play. I mean, he had. Uh, knee surgery. Uh, I don't think he was ever really a serious candidate to play, but they lost him, and then Aaron Baines uh, opted out. So, they, you know, having said that, they lost two players. You know, um, Monty Williams of uh, the Suns uh, tweeted out his post-game um, speech that he made to the team today, um, and you know, in addition, you know, he just really praised them and, and their effort and everything. And one of the things that he said was that, um, you know, we don't control our own destiny. So what we, you know, the motivation for us coming out of this is to put yourself in a position where you do control your own destiny. So, you know, you know, Jackie described, you know, some frustration and, and it certainly existed about, you know, certain teams, you know, I I don't, it was tanking, but, you know. No, the jazz tanked, just say that the jazz tanked and they tanked to avoid the rockets. And now Russ is going to miss part of a, the first round so that but yeah, the jazz we're, 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 we're going to talk about that but um but i think i think monty's point is good which is that um what, what you want to do as a team is you want to put yourself in a position where you don't have to worry about somebody else going right. full out or right. not in the last day of the season uh, so we earn the right to not to control your own destiny but having said that but the one thing i will say about the suns um that is going to be an interesting thing is um what will they do in the off season with this roster? Um, you know, the impression that was going in the league was that they were going to, like many teams, but certainly um, specifically them, uh, potentially cut payroll. 
Um, oh, you know, wow. Robert, Sarver cut payroll? No way. Right, right. So, you know, Robert Sarver, in a, in a move that, you know, we really haven't seen before, or at least not in the recent times, you know, sold off their their uh, G League team um, in a money situation, sold them, and, and he's going to save on operations if he got, you know, several million dollars for them, and they're going to move to to Michigan. Um, and, you know, they have had, I believe they've had layoffs in the organization and they have a number of guys with, with team options. And, you know, it's a question about, you know, whether they're going to, um, you know, use their exceptions and stuff. So I, 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 you know, I wonder if this strong finish, especially with the way Devin, we haven't mentioned Devin Booker yet, who will be on the all bubble team. Dame Lillard is winning the MVP, but, uh, but, yes. uh, Booker will be on the all bubble team. Um, uh, you know, it'd just be interesting to see what they do with this roster. You know, Aaron Baines is a free agent. I'm not so sure that they have to re-sign him, but um, that's something that will be interesting uh, to watch. Uh, Although, as for, uh, if, I was, if I may, Brian, uh, one of the things that's kind of cool, though, about um, their their situation is some of these young guys that stepped up, The you know, Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, Mikhail Bridges, who's already, you know, He's on a, a rookie deal. So some of the guys that played so well aren't the ones that are going to cost you a lot of money, you know? And that's kind of cool. Like I think Cameron Johnson, yeah. I looked it up earlier. Yeah, true. He's like at 4.4 million, I think. And Cameron Payne is, he's up, I, I, or no, he's up next year, but he makes under $2 million. So to me, well, he's uh yeah, he was, a, he, he was playing the. He was sitting on the bench in the Chinese league, right? Six months ago, hey, right? He, he he had a big season for the Texas Legends. No, but he played well for these guys. So you know, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, and Aiton's locked up for a little bit. So the guys that emerged from this bubble that caught my attention, anyway, are guys that are locked up for a while, or are locked up at you know, or are making money that's not going to break your bank. I mean, now Tyler Johnson, that's a whole nother. You know, guys like that, um, who's you know, that's a whole nother kettle of fish, right? But right, yeah. Well, I, I, Devin, yeah. Booker's, Devin Booker's twenty three, but if we want to be brutally honest, and I don't want to rain on the sun's parade here, but Draymond wasn't necessarily lying about uh, about you know Devin Booker maybe wanting to look around either. I don't know if I'm the Phoenix Suns and I just watched this and I. The average age of my team is, are they the youngest team in their league or is Minnesota? I mean, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. Well, and yeah. the Grizzlies are, are up not there too. But, so, but yeah, look, I, I think Monty Williams has a great thing going, and I think he's you know the right coach there. But they're still owned by Robert Sarver, and that's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, so we'll, let's, just, let's just, you know, watch their moves this summer and see – uh, if they look to truly improve the roster or not. Um, and look, I'm not saying if they, you know, let the, the 13th guys team option go that that indicates they're not. I'm just saying, let's see what they do. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts. 122 million. For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... 
your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's talk about Memphis for a second. Um, <laughs> it was an interesting situation today, uh, McMahon with uh, Bud playing uh, Taylor Jenkins, his uh, uh, former assistant, in a must-win yeah. game for them. And um, of course, he didn't have he didn't have Giannis, um, but um, you know they won easily. <laughs> One of the most incredible stats I've uh, I've seen in recent times: uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, had his first ever triple double. He almost had a triple double in the first half, and his his career high in assists before today was five. And they and somebody asked him about it on the post game Zoom, which is also a very twenty twenty thing to say. Hmm. Um, and he goes, "They made their shots." Like, you know, that's how yeah. I got. I always delivered the ball. Assist. I always delivered the ball. <laughs> yeah, um, it, do you... he's actually, it, it was a very good deadpan delivery. Considering everything that's on, on the, this is on the line here, can they beat Portland twice? I mean, no. <laughs> I highly, highly doubt it. And if we're being honest, the Grizzlies, by winning today, at least if they would have lost today and totally missed out on a playing scenario after having that lead for the eight spot going in, it would have been such a deflating deal. Look. They can lose to the Blazers, and they can at least not have a really bitter taste going on in the offseason, especially considering the circumstances with losing Jaron Jackson and Justice Winslow and uh, even Tyus Jones. But no, they're not beating Damian Lillard twice. No. All right, but I'm just going to just put up my hand for a minute and just remind you of the game you just watched and the amount of minutes all those Portland players, the veterans in particular, logged. In that game, they're playing Saturday. The first game Saturday, right? Well, they yeah. could have to play Saturday, Sunday, and then Tuesday. Right, schedule. Right, and they yeah. they they logged like, and Nurkic looked exhausted to me, and it was oh my god, didn't he? His, you know, his, you know his, his head was just red. He, you know, was, well, he could not get a defensive rebound. Jared Allen, I think, had forty six. Well, that's because he was exhausted. And you know, two things. First of all, I've been it's been bugging me who he looks like. He looks like Mose from The Office. He looks like. Um, <laughs> The cousin most. That's what it looks like. It's been driving me nuts. That's number one. Number two, I'm surprised Terry Stotts didn't go back to Whiteside, who gave him some re- – and I, you guys know I usually am not very – The cooler. I'm, yeah, I'm right. The cooler. I, don't really, I thought he, he was fantastic in the first half. Well, Whiteside was a minus nine in 15 minutes, which is hard to do when you've got 16 points and nine rebounds. Yeah, but I, I mean I – and two blocks. Like he's got this great stat line, and they just are minus nine, right. 15 minutes. But that's always, I always say that that's not a real, that's, him. that's a little deceiving that those box scores when those, because well, it's not the plus minus to me. But hey, we won't, we don't need to. It's talk. often consistent well, with Whiteside. But hey, Whiteside is like John Hollinger's worst nightmare because right. he mm-hmm. consistently rates super high in the player efficiency rate. Yes. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's both, when when he's actually you know in all honesty most nights not a winning player. I mean, right. no, um, I understand that, but I I mean yeah. you saw him in the first half. He was and, and Nur- it was yeah, not that I wanted you to go to Whiteside and play him the whole second half, but Nurkic was gassed 
And, you know, I thought, well, and, you know, down the stretch, Damien handed it off to CJ. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the, the, you know, CJ pretty much had the game winning basket when he hit that. Pull that was up a big shot on a broken back. Dame, unless, wow. Well, they Dame. were also doubling Dame literally one time. They doubled him 55 feet from the hoop. I mean, he was That's well right. on the other side. I would have done that. I would have done that. Exactly. Smart strategy. Yeah. To hold I think Dame to 22 shots means you, you've but done that's something where Nurkic right. gets open underneath, right? That's where Nurkic. Yeah, yeah and, and Nurkic did have a lot of did have like three big baskets. He did. I was just just but, something to bring up the the amount of minutes no, I, these I, guys have played, you know, and it's going to be bang bang totally bang. Fair. It's going to be bang bang I bang. To, I think it's totally fair. I think that's you know if you're asking them, um, you know, the other thing is you know who knows what sort of treatment CJ McCollum got. Oh, in I know. Because, I can only imagine because he looked like a different player on a, on a fractured um, disc in his back, and um, that's an injury. From what I am told, it's not that it's season threatening; it's just very painful. Incredibly so. So, so he he scored twelve points in the first quarter. Um, he he clearly is doing something to alleviate the pain. And so you wonder how that's going to work. Although you give him a week or so, he may feel better. Um, but He's uh, got to be taking some kind of a shot, though, yeah, right? I don't, I'm can't. not saying what he – I don't know what he's doing. I'm just telling you he was – there had to have been something because he's a different guy today. Well, I will tell you this from, unfortunately, a little bit of personal experience. You have to – if you're going to have a quarter zone shot, once you have one, you can't have another one the next day unless nobody's looking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they would do that to CJ. But no. I'm just saying yeah. that's something to watch. Um, I think that's definitely fair, and I think that's one thing. You know, we, we, I think you know the average NBA fan uh, wants to see Dame go up against the Lakers, and I, I will say, yeah. um, I think this first round is going to be a study in double teams. I think we're right. going to see. Anthony Davis is going to be doubled up and down the floor. That's right. Yeah, yeah I was just talking to a, to a head coach yesterday who, who's a coach, coach of a playoff team, and he's like, look, um, he is not playing the Lakers, um, but he's like, look, if I was playing the Lakers, I would double Anthony Davis until they proved that it doesn't work anymore. Right. And you know, think Harden might see some doubles? Here's the that's one what thing. I was going to say. Yeah. Harden here's, as well. Here's the one thing about the Lakers, though, that in, in the in the Blazers – I would I would be much more bullish on the Blazers' chances if they had Trevor Ariza because who yeah. the heck matches up with LeBron? And I'm not saying that I'm well, not hey. I'm not suggesting that Trevor's like a LeBron stopper or anything, but he's a body you can put on LeBron. And uh, that's well, he's a body they could use tonight on Karis LeVert, too. right? Exactly. Yeah, I think they sure. I think that's a guy that they're going to miss as they go forward. Although, believe me when I tell you, I have the utmost respect and admiration for the decision that Trevor Ariza made. And for those of you yeah. who don't know that he's, um, he's dealing with a custody issue with his young son. And I, I just couldn't commend him enough for the, for choosing his son and being there for his son during what I'm sure is a very tumultuous time for their family. So good for you, Trevor, but your team's going to miss you. Yep. And yeah, Wendy, so the, you hear LeBron and Trevor Ariza and you want to tell your, uh, Oh, well, I've told it before. I've told tale. it. That's yeah, right. I mean, he's he scored fifty six and on Trevor right? or something like no, that. No, but I'm just talking about another body. That, I'm not talking no, about LeBron stopper. I mean, you know, just there's not a lot of bodies on that roster that can even try to match up with LeBron. So, so in talking to like some personnel guys who have been watching the Lakers, what they've seen with the Lakers so far is that when LeBron 
because uh, Tom Haverstrow from NBC Sports, he he did a piece uh, yesterday where he talked about how dunks are down by like 50% or, or 25% overall, but the, for the Lakers, uh, they're down 54% and LeBron's just not dunking. Um, and when I talked to some personnel guys, one of the things that they've, that they've seen in the, um, in the bubble with LeBron so far, and, you know, he's dealing with the groin issue, um, is that when he gets past the perimeter defender and he gets into the paint as he has for 17 years, he is, um, as unstoppable Unstoppable, as ever, but, but, but he is, he is having some difficulty in in the seeding games. Um, again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all know. But there's there's other gears in that box that he's likely to go to, but he has had some difficulty at times getting past a perimeter defender. In the in the loss that they had to the Pacers the other day, he was just flat out not challenging Malcolm Brogdon. Um, so what you really want to do is you really, if you have it, I mean, not every team has it, but if you you know you want a big physical guy. Um, to, to try to make it harder for LeBron to get past him. Um, and you want LeBron to settle for that outside shot. Now, some nights he's going to hit it, but you know the Lakers haven't been shooting well as a team overall. Um, and the guy who makes the most sense is Carmelo, um, size-wise, because they don't have – they don't – I could and, – and I don't – you know, it's never just a one-man thing. He's going to get most of it. I mean, you look at tonight, Zach Collins only played 17 minutes. Yeah. And so Melo played the four most of the night. I think that's what the if if Melo's gonna be on the floor, he he can't Melo can't guard LeBron. I mean, you sure, can't do I that. Know, to him. Well, look, and uh, the, the Blazers got to win a game before that happens. But uh, right, but yeah, but but so but but I, I'm figuring like, you know, I'm figuring on Anthony Davis getting double teamed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's been right, look. If the, I mean, the Lakers, Brian, they're an offensive disaster. I was just doing. Yeah. I was doing the numbers. They're last in field goal percentage. They're last in three point shooting. They're last in points scored. Like they are really struggling to score as a team. Well, and, and, and let's talk about LeBron real quick because he had twenty nine and twelve assists the other night. But the fact he had a rebound in an entire basketball game, and then game on the line, I believe it was score tied last minute. He's got bowl, bowl on an island. This like seven foot two, you know, spaghetti figure. And he settled for a step back three instead of attacking off the dribble. He's not, he's not confident in his groin right now. I don't think. Like I said, I, I'm, I think it's important to recognize that LeBron doesn't quite look himself, but also say that um, the man has an extraordinarily long history um, yeah, a couple of years ago, the Cavs looked terrible for like a month and a half before the playoffs started, two months, and then boom, yeah. they moved to the East. I hear you. But I just think the team as a whole, the team as a whole has got to be concerned, don't you feel? I mean, their yeah. lack of depth compared to the Clippers seems very glaring to me all of a sudden. We've said it, let's say it one more time, how much they miss Avery Bradley, not just as a perimeter defender, which a perimeter on the ball defender. We know he's one of the best. In fact, We've written things that how what would stop LeBron and mine was Avery, you know, the loss of Avery Bradley. Not again because Avery Bradley's a magical player that turns everything around, but it's just one more layer shaved off of your depth. And he was a very, yeah. very, you know, an elite on the ball defender. We can off the ball is a whole different story, but a very elite on the ball defender, the best in the league um, against three point shooters, by the way, this year 
closest to the fender. No one guarded the three-point shooter better than Avery Bradley this year, and now you lose him. But also, which I hadn't given much thought to, he's a capable three-point shooter. I'm not going to say he's a great three-point shooter. He shot 36% from behind the line this year. He's not a volume three-point shooter. He's just a capable veteran three-point shooter that when you you know move the ball around and you want to take an open three, he can hit it for you. I mean, again, when I was breaking this down for this piece that we're doing, whenever it comes out, the number, the three-point shooting numbers, Danny Green was 28.4%. LeBron, until he hit those five threes against the Nuggets, was in the lower 20s. Dion Waiters, this is in the bubble? Yes, in the bubble. In the bubble. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dion Waiters was like, shooting 13% from the three-point line. I mean, her, uh, you Alex Caruso. You yeah, the only one that was good was Kuzma, you know? Well, and now Caruso's got a neck injury. Yeah, and Davis Caldwell Pope is banged up. I will say, Kuzma, he, he, Frank Vogel's playing him about five minutes more game uh, because of their their injury issues. He's shooting forty four percent from threes in the yeah. bubble. He's averaging sixteen points. He only averaged twelve uh, during the regular season or during the whatever main part of the season. So, but I'm mean, just saying, you know, you're relying on Kuzma. Um, maybe he'll deliver. Maybe he won't. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Ranger.com or just stop by. But Tim, I want to ask you about Harden. So, um, you, know, yeah. you know, as we set these series up, I mean, now. Um, uh, the Thunder uh, Rocket series becomes fascinating with Russ, oh. um, you know, having a quad injury. And you know, uh, I was a catcher uh, in my, you know, in my fantastic athletic days. But I was a catcher in your prime. Um, and uh, so I, I've, I had a quad injury or two. And I, you know, when you've got a quad injury, <laughs> there's almost no movement you can make that doesn't hurt. Well, and I'm guessing that Russ was a little more explosive than you. Yeah. And especially if Lexus explosive. Are you saying his quads activated uh, more than mine did? Uh, just, just a little bit more. But Russ is so tough. Uh, Russ will gut it through. Well, he'll he, it through. Russ, I believe, will play certainly in this series, but his game obviously is based so much on athleticism and explosiveness that if he's hampered like that's you know pretty significant and you know how how ironic is it i don't even know if that's the right word atlantis atlantis morissette might want to check me but the rockets part of the part of the justification not reasoning but justification for trading for russ is hey this dude's durable. CP3 is breaking down. Right, you know, right. gonna, and, and here you go. Black fly in CP3 your Chardonnay, Tim. And, Black fly in your Chardonnay. I don't know what that means. That's Atlantis the Morris Cat. Come on, man. Know your stuff. If you're going to reference uh, it. I don't know all the lyrics, and I like the very basic ones. Okay. Um, so uh, Kevin Pelton wrote a story in ESPN uh, Plus about um, this. And one of the things that he, he referenced two things on, on each side of that. One he said is that when it comes to double teaming Harden, which is what you expect them to do, uh, the fact that the Thunder have this, these, this great three-guard rotation and are very comfortable playing three guards together, um, Schroeder, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Chris Paul. By the way, Schroeder is back from 
Um, he's in quarantine now. Um, so when's he uh, Assuming no. Uh, so Monday. Well, he'll be available. Well, assuming he doesn't have a positive test, um, he would be available, I believe. I believe it was it was time for it. So he, you know, his thought process, Pelton's thought process was that. Um, you know, they have the ammunition to double team him. You know, they can play those three guards. They can play their best lineup and it, it's effective against it. But he said the other side is, is that, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why so many teams double teamed him this year so effectively, well, I mean, they've been double teaming for years, but one of the reasons right. why it was effective a lot this year is because you know, when Russ is out there, he's, you know, he's not a not, great three point shooter. Right. So in this but- case, go ahead. I was going to say part of that. That's part of the reason why going small made so much sense. If you take the guy, take the center out of the middle of the floor and open it up, suddenly it's a runway for us. But go ahead. Right. So, but he said that you know, you know, you know, Eric Gordon is back from an ankle injury. He missed six games. Um, Daniel House is expected to start, and he's had a toe injury. Um, but it does, you know, if with Russell out, it does enable. If Gordon is playing well, if Gordon is having his, if, if good Eric Gordon is happening, which hasn't been that much this year. Yeah, he's been injured. Um, That it actually may be, you know, in the short term. He's not talking about for a seven-game series, but if he misses a game or two, and they might actually be able to weather that storm a little bit because they have uh, four three-point shooters. Um, So the Thunder also have a pretty significant injury, although it's a guy that, honestly, a lot of fans might not even have heard of, and that's Lou Dort. Yeah, he's who was a two way guy. All, yeah, two way guy all year long was starting, and and honestly, he would, if he's healthy, he's going to be the primary defender on Harden. Not during crunch time when they play the lineup you're talking about, but I bet you he would spend more time guarding Harden in that series if he's healthy and ready to roll than anybody. Well, well, Dort is um, his calling card is defense, and he has just great size. Like I. I don't know. I don't. I don't exactly know his dimensions right he's off the top of my head. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. He's a linebacker. But I would guess he's somewhere in the neighborhood of like six eight to thirty. No, he's not six eight. He's he, he ain't six eight. I'm gonna look. All right, up. so six six to twenty, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I don't want to be wrong on. Uh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you be dead wrong. Yeah, I I may I may have been a little aggressive with six eight. You may be right about that. But he's yeah, six three two fifteen is what wow. he's six three. Oh my. God. Well, that but just he's shows a linebacker. You, no, he's a well, linebacker. That just, that just shows you how distorted he, he's that the way he plays. It it feels like he's he's six seven six eight to me because yeah, of no, when I watch him play. Also, an Arizona State alum, like James Harden. Uh, yeah. So, well, um, so so I mean, like that series is just going to be like. I mean, I mean, I mean, all the. I mean, I actually. We'll talk about it in a second. Like the East, the East first round. Uh, mm, don't know about that, but the West first round. Yeah. I mean, just it's gonna. There's be- a lot of afternoon games in the East. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> Lou Dora, I looked up his wingspan. It is six eight and a half. So I'll, I'll give right, you that. Right. Um, but that was that was, it, that was a pretty embarrassing hey. uh, mess up. I mean, I have to say. <laughs> no, he plays big. Do you think? Do you think CP3 might be pretty fired up for this series? I don't know. Ooh. Didn't he come? Didn't he come to the Rockets game the other day? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was some. I, I don't know if it's set up right now. I think they're going to maybe expand the seating a little bit because they're going to have friends and family coming. Um, I don't know if the seating is set up for like there was a there was a belief at one point that players would actually be coming to these games, and um, you know the idea was was floated out there that 
maybe the Suns could come to the game tonight to cheer on the Nets. But um, obviously that didn't happen. But uh, CP, you know, he's got that all access pass. <laughs> um, yeah. I was laughing. I was thinking about the Suns. I was thinking about the Suns. They're watching the game and they're waiting to find out if they're in or they're out. And then, you know, Portland wins and it's like, did someone knock on their door and say, pack up your stuff. You're out of here. You know? Well, right. according to the protocol, which which, right. which uh, came out two months ago, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's there's quite a few things in the protocol that have been junked, like those uh, those six feet motion detectors. I yeah. I think those are retired. Um, uh, nobody's allowed to be in anybody's room. Uh, teams are. I saw. Um, I don't remember who to give credit to, but uh, um, somebody wrote a story about how uh, Anthony Davis is not exactly thrilled because he's got a suite. And so all the Lakers come to his room to watch games and play. They, did, they had a Madden tournament. He had to host it in his room. And he, he kind of, I think he kind of wished LeBron would use his suite. I think that's what I sort of read between the lines. But anyway, according to, according to the, according, according to the <laughs> that, protocol. That's first class um, bubble problem. That's funny. I think it was. I think Jared Dudley was. Uh, I think it was Jared Dudley who was talking about, it and he was uh, applying it to Anthony. I'm not sure Anthony actually said it. To be fair, but um. But according to the protocol, you're supposed to pack up and leave immediately. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, Make a little joke here. Make a little bubble joke. Right. Because they want you. But, you know, when they when they did the protocol, they could not have dreamed that they would have a month and a half of no positive tests. Well, our board so, Mac 10 reported per league source that and the, this was during the game, regardless of what happened with the Blazers nest, the sun's got to stay overnight. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they have the, the, so the. The strange thing about this now for the for the Blazers is they actually have to pack up um, because uh, the the yacht club where they were staying um, is now being turned back over to use for Disney, Disney World, and so those teams are all moving out, and some of the teams that are uh, moving out of uh, the other I don't know exactly know the hotel setup, but the Blazers have to move tomorrow. Uh. So the, at the place where they've been staying for, you know, when did they get there? July, maybe 8th, 7th or 8th. So they've been there, you know, five, six weeks. Now they've got to pack all their stuff up and then move. And Memphis does too, by the way. It's not, it's, um, I, th- I think, I, I'm pretty sure they have to move tomorrow. Wow. But even if it's not tomorrow, it's Monday, <laughs> whoever advances. Um, so, um, and that's, you know, that's, you know, it's one thing to, uh, You've been in a, you've been in the city for three days, for, uh, you know, and you get out of your room. It's another thing when you've been in there for six weeks, and you know a lot of these dudes are like ordering televisions and refrigerators and chairs and, and uh, pinball machines and like full um, game consoles and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been a bunch of reports about how many packages have come in, and um, you know, guys are ordering full. Uh, although I've stayed at the yacht club, uh, it's a you know, your average room is not that spacious. So I, I don't know some of those guys who are maybe is that, six. Is that a humble brag or, or a complaint? I don't know. Uh, no, I, uh, no, it's not a humble brag. I, when I used to go to Orlando to cover games, um, Disney used to, you know, Disney travel used to book me into the yacht club. That's where they used to stay. I haven't been to Orlando to cover a game in like three. Last, last time I was in Orlando to cover a game, uh, Victor Oladipo was in it. And I think he scored 45 that night or something like that. So that tells you how Oladipo's been on two teams since then. Um, but anyway, there's that, just there's some little bubble dynamics uh, that are going on there. But, uh, oh, and by the way, um, that first game, that first play-in game between Memphis and Portland is going to be on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. 
and we have the game at ESPN. It'll be on ABC, actually. And you can watch it on ABC or you can watch it on the ESPN app. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. H-O-O-P. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You know, I have to say, Jackie, um, Adam Silver and the, and the NBA's staff, just as, when this first, when this play-in concept was was started, I, I kind of rolled my eyes because I didn't think it was enough I didn't think it, I, I didn't think it you know was going to be that interesting you know because there was so much spread in the standings I was like well we're we're not going to get a play in tournament well clearly that has not been wrong and or that that has that was, has been wrong and this format is spectacular and I don't know if it can be carried over into the future but this has worked out brilliantly you have to take your hat off the league for putting this together this way right as long as teams play at full strength that that's my only complaint because I do think. It can be very, very unfair if teams aren't playing their guys against one of these teams that's scratching and calling to get in, and then another team's going full bore. So I do think that happened. But that's inherent in the that's I know I agree. And if you had the wrong side of it, it's unfortunate. But that is inherent with trying to play your way in. I understand. But, but by the way, that also happens every year. But yeah, but this is different. This is different. Yeah, this is different. Come on now, it's not the same. Yeah. Well, I still, you know, look, I like on one hand, I understand why the Pelicans sat Zion. The way the Pelicans just shut their whole team down. I mean, the, the Kings did too. I mean, it was, but, um, but, uh, no, I'm talking about the, I, I, this talking, is another reason. I'm talking about like Utah and the Bucks and, you know, I'm talking about teams like that. Yeah. And I understand why. Listen, everybody has to take yeah, care Utah. of their own. Like, Utah must like that matchup. Yeah. Anyway, no, they don't. They just didn't want the Rockets. Utah must Rockets. like that matchup with Denver. No, nah, because they went they, home three with Denver and Jokic. Jokic really put it on Gobert, which had not been the case in their careers leading up to this season. But Jokic averaged, I think, 29, 12, and like nine. And the, the his Kaone's factor, the clutch numbers were ridiculous. All right. Um, thanks, guys, for staying up late. It's well after midnight now. Um, Thanks to Troy, who's producing this back in Connecticut, who is uh, staying up very late uh, to put this uh, out. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for listening to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We will talk to you soon.
ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. 